Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Magic Equals Big Energy podcast. So if we haven't met yet, I'm your host, Rhiannon. I'm an astrologer, an empath empowerment mentor, and a tarot reader. And in this podcast, I share all of the tools that have helped me on my journey as a highly intuitive, highly sensitive empath in the hopes that all of these tools will support you as well. And I also share a lot about my journey with sobriety. And today is going to be an episode focused on sobriety. It's been a little while since I've focused on sobriety. I've been sharing a lot of the tools that have inspired me. I've been sharing interviews with um, different thought leaders, different friends of mine who have helped me on my intuitive journey. And I was thinking this week, I have... I kind of have content mapped out for a few weeks in advance, but I tend to just kind of, I do tend to be a little spontaneous still with this podcast, which I think is nice. And I was like, you know what, I want to do a little check-in and I feel like chatting about sobriety this week. I've also found that it helps me a lot to continuously share about sobriety, even though I'm three and a half months, uh, sorry, three years and five plus months sober, it's still a practice for me to basically consciously stay on top of sobriety. Um, I'm still someone who I feel has addictive thought patterns. I still work through them. I still have the some of the things that I used to work with when I was still kind of struggling in what we'd call like active addiction, uh, I still work through them. And I found that sharing and talking about it openly it has been so helpful. And it's frankly the reason that I've kept going with this podcast. It's a place for me to share my thoughts air out what's going on for me, kind of healthy share, healthy vent, and hopefully it's in a way that's useful to you. So I thought that that is what I would do this week. And this week I'm going to share the three tools that got me sober. So that's a big quote, that's a big statement, but I thought it would be a fun one to do because I have a sobriety coach coming on as a guest in a few weeks. And I was preparing the questions for him and I wanted to ask him if he had to boil it down what would his if if someone was like what got you sober like what are three tools that would get me sober Um, and I think it would be different for everybody but I think it's a fun thing to talk about Um, what are the three tools that I would say got me sober and this is quite this is quite an effort for me to do because I've shared openly that it took me about 12 years to actually get sober and in those 12 years I was actively trying so meaning I was going to AA I was doing getting mentorship just uh, getting uh, buddies to stop Um, I would normally rack up about eight or nine months and then go back so To narrow down the tools to just three is quite an undertaking, but I thought it would be helpful. Uh, So here are the three things that I did to get sober if I had to boil it all down. Okay, and I'm going to do the caveat that obviously I've created, I don't know, I really should start numbering the episodes of this podcast, but obviously I've created a lot of episodes around many different tools that have helped me get sober, but here are my top three tools. So number one was community. This is this is just if anyone was like, what got you sober? Honestly, uh, being in community and the two tools that I'm going to share after this are kind of supporting. But stay tuned for the last tool, because I really think the last tool is is a big one. So number one is community. I 
whenever I share this with people, especially people who are, you know, struggling and having a hard time getting sober or, or stopping drinking or stopping any kind of addictive habit, they're like, where do you find your people? Where do you find community? That's a, always a question that I get. And I think, again, it's different for everyone, but it helps to... It helps to just start. It helps to take action. And one thing that I will share, I'm saying this as though I'm talking to myself 10 years ago, is it often can take a little bit more than you think it will. And and have build some tenacity and some resilience in yourself to keep taking more action than you think it might need to take. So for example, I'll share a story. I I knew that I needed to build community. I was living in Australia at this time in Melbourne and I knew that I wanted to make more sober friends. I wanted to get healthier friendships going and I started going to AA and went to like two AA meetings. I was living in the city and they were awesome. I met an amazing, I met an amazing group of girlfriends there and they were like, you got to get to a meeting every day and all of this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, let's go. And then the next the next meeting that I was going to go to was in kind of a further place from me. I had to take a longer train ride. It was a little bit later in the day. I was tired. And I got there and apparently that I had been told that the meeting had been moved and it was no longer held in that space and I got there and I remember the janitor was so kind he was like I'm so sorry that no one told you and it was overall like quite a nice experience he's like here I'm going to give you the number of the of the person who runs the meetings and so sorry that this happened and and he had no you know it's not his fault he was just the janitor anyway I left that place in tears upset and I was like gosh you know um, like just I basically didn't like I gave up because I it was too hard and the other meeting was going to be you know an hour away and it wasn't going to happen that day it was happening the next morning and it was just like a lot more than I was expecting and I think had I had a little bit more um resilience at the time I think I would have kept going but obviously there's caveats to that because resilience and believing in yourself enough to have resilience are things that I think are built in sobriety and not in active addiction like active addiction is literally seeking shortcuts and looking for the shortest way to fix things and getting frustrated when things don't go your way and um all of that so it would make sense uh, but I wanted to share that community and also recognizing that sometimes it can take a little bit more than you think it will take and just keep finding ways to build resilience and commitment in yourself to find your people they're out there and you know it doesn't matter where you live like I live in Manila in the Philippines and for the first year or so I didn't have my people around me physically and to be honest I'm still looking you know I'm still always uh, looking for stronger community to build especially like with sober friends and sober activities so I found I ended up finding community online um, there's a lot of sober communities online. AA online is 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 super super active. Um, if you're open to AA, I found a women's book club, and the women on there I just got along really well with. So really keep seeking for your community and wait around for rule number two or sorry rule number two. <laughs> Do I have a Virgo South note or what? Um, stick around for tool number two because it's going to really help you but uh, help you find uh, your people but 
find your community and surround yourself with people who are sober. Surround yourself with at least people who are more interested in sober activities than drinking activities, at least that. Um, and you will, it will really, really quite, it will take away like 70% of the work because they will expand you, they will be around you and showing you different ways to do things. And one thing that Emily Killeen, uh, my sobriety coach, shared is she's like, the reason I have these community containers like book club and group coaching and she's like because I'm just one person and I you know I may not always know exactly the right thing to say to you in exactly the right way but in a group someone will say something that will get through to you in a different way and there's a lot of um, magic that can happen in community especially when looking to get sober so that's my first tool that's the first thing that got me sober I went out and found community number two uh, the second tool that I think is hugely important to getting sober and probably going to be very helpful if looking for a community is radical authenticity. So what that means is being really, you know, it, there's a lot of things to this, but I think it's doable, is being willing to really be authentic especially about the things that are super challenging. So um, in my notes, I actually wrote radical authenticity slash shadow work because I think um, shadow work is basically coming to terms with and loving the parts of ourselves that are really difficult to love, that we're embarrassed about. And I think when you are someone who struggles in addiction, um, there can be a heavy load with this. There can be a lot of things that we just wish didn't happen. I know for me, I remember when I was going through, you know, really trying to own my story and trying to share more with people and be more open. I really struggled with the fact that there were some things in sobriety, things in addiction that happened that I felt were really like, I was really powerless, I felt, to alcohol, and I didn't remember doing those things, and I felt like I had to take responsibility for things that I didn't even remember doing, and it was really tough to to kind of walk that paradox of like, yes, you are powerless to alcohol, um, and yes, you you sometimes it feels like you don't have a choice when you're in the grips of that kind of decision-making place, that addictive place, but you are responsible. You're responsible for what happened and you're, you bear the weight of doing your best to make things better and making amends and changing the part of you that did do those things. Um, and that was, that was a tough one to, to figure out when it came to me. So I, that's why I said community first, because I think having a community, even just one or two people around you who are a few steps ahead of you can show you like it's not, it's not as big of a deal as it seems and they will, you know, just watching them give an example of how to be radically authentic is going to show you 10 times more than someone explaining to you how to do it, if you get what I mean. That's what I mean by community. When you see somebody else doing something and you're inspired by it, you will learn so much more from seeing that than you know, listening to somebody break down this is how to be radically authentic in your situation. So um, community expansion, having one or two people who are ahead of you in this game, who, who you look up to, who you're inspired by, having them around you is a game changer. And, you know, you can always manifest this, right? Like people are always say, like people always talk about manifesting. You can manifest 
you know, being in community. You can manifest people who inspire you to spend time with you, to be around you. That's a really, really powerful thing to manifest, I think. So community, radical authenticity, and further to the shadow work that I mentioned earlier, radical authenticity is also just, uh, this is a practice, right? You get more and more practiced at this, but you basically it's one of my favorite traits. It's the thing I'm most attracted to in other people, um, you know, romantically or, or anything. It's seeing someone who just really is okay with the shit that they've done and the shadow that they've owned and also okay with the amazingness that they are and the, you know, and in that kind of humble grace, but like, owning it, loving it, sharing it, being it. I, I get so inspired by that and I think it's very noticeable. You can really feel when someone is just super authentic and, and I think it's fucking powerful when it's somebody who has walked a more alternative path like being in addiction or or doing or basically somebody who has totally 180 their life and become a different person and having the authenticity to talk about the past um, and I know that when you are so, if you are somebody who is still struggling with addiction at this time it can be challenging to be radically authentic because perhaps you feel like you haven't changed yet I know I struggled with that I was like sure I'll be super authentic when I'm sure that I've changed but when I was still you know going back and forth and I went back and forth for 12 years so it took time for me to really trust myself and it was you know in that in between I was like I don't know if I can be super authentic because I'm not sure I'm totally changed and yeah there are parts of myself that like they're not acceptable I can't I can't own that because I haven't changed yet so it's a process and the only thing I can share is in my first year, uh, when I chose to get sober this time, I didn't really talk about it. I didn't tell anybody, and I did a lot of things, kind of just kept it to myself. That's how I that's how I went through things, and that's how a couple of my friends in sobriety did things, and it's different from person to person. So one thing, you know, these are the tools that helped me, and I share them as an inspiration to you versus a like, follow this step by step and it will get you sober. It's kind of just, I think hearing other people's stories and ways that they've approached things can, can really inspire you to connect your own dots and be like, you know, I'm going to try things this way. I'm going to try things that way. And it might look a little different for me, but um, I think you will find your own way of making peace with who you are and then learning to share it with others. Um, and it can be a process. It might not happen tomorrow because it's definitely not authentic if you're sharing things kind of whilst you're still healing from it. Um, it, it I think that what would be authentic in that place would just be saying like, I'm figuring this out. I do not know. Um, and one cool example that I can share that inspires me, I think comedians are really good at owning this type of trait, right? They can make fun of themselves. They can laugh at themselves. And some of the stuff uh, can be really dark, the things that they laugh at themselves about. But I found it really inspiring to, to watch comedians and just look at how they, you know, they can find there's a lightheartedness to to some of the darker things that maybe we can't find the light in it right now because we're so in them 
but one day you will and the more that you practice radical authenticity today meaning you know gosh from I'll just give some simple examples like showing up to meetings and being like I just don't want to be here and I don't agree and I don't like this and I'm so uncomfortable and I was thinking about drinking this and that 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 I think for me at least was very very healing because um I came from more of a drinking pattern which was very secret and I kept a lot of things secret and I kept looking, wanted to look like I had everything together and so to change in that way was really powerful for me. That's just my share on that side. And then the final tool that I wanted to share was cutting out tempting situations for a committed period of time. So this is probably the the one that maybe not everybody wants to do or it's not the funnest one but it will if I were to say one like the three tools that got me sober yeah community radical authenticity and cutting out tempting situations for a sustained period of time so um, I actually for about eight months I cut out all (laughs) all social interactions that would be tempting for me and that meant a lot of things that meant I didn't go to lunch with a lot of different with a lot of my old friends I I couldn't go to lunch with them I didn't go to two of my best friends' weddings um, because I knew that weddings were just there was very low chance that I would not drink in a wedding and um, I remember that I got triggered I would get triggered when I would tell people why I couldn't go like for example if I was saying hey I can't go to your wedding because I'm trying to quit drinking and it would be too tempting for me to go the conversation of oh come on we'll help you you weren't that bad Uh, we'll make sure you get this and like all the different things that would trigger me And I would often end up basically either saying yes or thinking like, you know what, I'm not that bad. They don't think I'm that bad, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, I'm not, I just wasn't willing anymore. I didn't want to go back and forth anymore. I knew that getting sober was really hard for me, no matter what. I just didn't want to hear what anybody else had to say at that time. Like I said, I had been trying for 12 years. So, you know, I think there's something to be said when people say, uh, sometimes in AA and rehab, they say you only get sober when you've really hit rock bottom. Um, And I'd love for that not to be the case. And I don't think I hit rock bottom, but I think I was fed up, like truly fed up. And And I was so fed up that I was willing to be incredibly selfish and incredibly self centered, but for a good thing. A lot of people say that, you know, people in addiction tend to be very selfish and they're very self centered. And I would agree. Uh, and I say that with love, having been, I am pretty similar, but I used it to my benefit. I was like, well, if I'm going to be selfish and self-centered, then I'm going to make it work for me and be good for me anyway. So I just was like, I just didn't go to things. I just said no. I just didn't show. Um, I was just incredibly self-focused, and I knew, I was like, I'm not willing anymore. I'm so, I was so tired of the situations, and I just decided like, nope, um, I'm not I'm not going to go to that wedding. I'm not going to go to that dinner. I pretty much didn't go out at night because all of that was tempting unless it was like to a movie. Um, and I just didn't do anything that would tempt, that would trigger me. No weddings, no hanging out with friends who would drink, no hanging out with friends who would joke about drinking, not, no, never, not at all hanging out with people who would make fun or joke about my old drinking stories. Um, I pretty much just was like, I'm done. I would rather stay home alone and lonely than have another session where I lose control. Like I was just done. So 
I really think that that was what got me sober, basically cutting out those interactions. And, you know, from there, that was a jumping off point to me choosing and learning like, okay, well, uh, I don't have a ton of social things to do anymore. So what can I do now? And I started looking at it. It really started the process of like the beauty of sobriety, like recognizing, okay, I'm going to go to a spin class on Friday because I don't have anything to do. And I'm going to book a hike on Saturday because I'm not, I don't have any other plans and I'm not drinking. So I, I hope that this podcast was helpful for you. It was a little bit of just a chattier one, but I wanted to share the three tools. And as I've said, I hope a few times in this episode, these are my three tools. These are, it's just kind of like a storytelling session. This doesn't have to be, it will look different for every single person, but I pray that this episode inspires you to try some things on, make them your own. And as always, reach out to me if you are someone struggling in sobriety. The best way is via Instagram, which is linked below, or or via my email, which is linked as well below. I offer empath empowerment coaching sessions as well as um, intuitive readings, but I'm always available to connect with someone who is struggling with addiction. Um, I have a lot of time and a lot of care for people who are struggling with addiction. So if you are, please, please reach out. That's the number one, build community, reach out. We all care. We all want you to get better. And uh, please do share this episode with anybody that you think is struggling um, or would benefit and uh, check out any other details in the show notes and I will see you in next week's episode. Lots of love.